0: If you like Music's Greatest Mysteries, you've got to check out Dan Rather's The Big Interview for some incredible true stories from the biggest names in music. Check out the podcast sometime.
1: On this episode of Music's Greatest Mysteries, the unbelievable story of folk country legend, Bobby Gentry.
0: It was a mystery that overtook the nation.
1: No one seems to know where she is or what happened to her. Then, How did Ja Rule escape the fallout of Fire Festival? It
0: was a massive scam. And the face of the scam is Ja Rule.
1: And finally, what darkness lurks beneath the music of Phil Collins? Phil Collins and gruesome murder. Those two thoughts can't exist in your head at the same time, but yet they do. Bobby Gentry and her ode to Billy Joel.
2: Most people don't know who Bobby Gentry is. I would call her a generational talent.
1: It's hard to compare her to anybody. She enters the scene as a virtual unknown, a contradiction to Southern tradition and values, and overnight becomes a sensation.
0: She's rubbing shoulders with Elvis. She's hosting variety shows.
1: And almost as soon as she finds global fame, she vanishes.
0: She went from nothing to everywhere back to nowhere. And then, boom, she's gone. Where did she go?
1: Bobby Gentry is born Roberta Lee Streeter in the deep South Mississippi. Her parents divorce when she's a baby and she spends her formative years growing up in poverty at her grandparents' farm in Chickasaw County.
3: Her mother, meanwhile, went out to California and Bobby's mother was also beautiful, also talented, also performer. And once she had a life set up, she sent for Bobby when she was around 12 or 13 years old.
1: Bobby and her mom, Ruby, began performing as a mother daughter duo around Palm Springs. But early on, it's clear that the daughter has bigger goals.
3: Bobby Gentry was unapologetically ambitious. She would tell people that she knew she was going to make it from the very beginning.
1: In 1967, Gentry is signed to Capitol Records on the strength of her song, Mississippi Delta. But it's the intended B-side to the single that will change her life. This one telling the tale of a man named Billy Joe and the Tallahatchie Bridge. It was a
4: third of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. You can feel the words of the I song
2: you you can feel it you know what the air is like you become a character in this story
4: and at dinner time we stopped and walked back to the house to eat the details of the storytelling the way and the story unfolds, unfolds there isn't a single word or phrase that's extraneous it's a perfect song today billy joe mcallister jumped off the Tallahatchie
3: bridge
1: when you stop and actually listen to the song carefully, you're even more mystified. It's even creepier, because you don't know what's going on.
3: There's the mystery of why did Billy Joe McAllister jump off the Tallahatchie Bridge?
4: looked a lot like you up on Ridge.
3: And what did they throw off the bridge? And she
4: and Billy Joe was throwing something off the Tallahatchie Bridge.
0: Everybody. Was obsessed with trying to figure out what was tossed from the Tallahatchie Bridge. It was a mystery that overtook not just the nation. I mean, this was a global phenomenon.
1: But Bobby Gentry is also a mystery. Who is she?
3: Nobody knew what Bobby Gentry looked like when the single came out. It was just a single, it had no art with it. And then she washes up and she's this like beautiful, tall, skinny, raven haired model. All the factors together collided to be an explosive success.
2: It's not just a number one country hit, it's a number one pop hit. It knocked Sgt. Pepper's off the top of the album chart. Think about that. It's the Beatles at their peak. And what knocks it off the top of the charts? I don't know, some country album by a singer that no one had ever heard of two weeks ago. That's crazy.
1: The girl from Mississippi is now the biggest star in the world.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Bobby Gentry.
3: She was a total pioneer. She was the first female artist to host a show on the BBC.
4: Good evening. She did a lot of television and she was gorgeous. I mean,
2: she was absolutely stunning. My Chickasaw County friend, Miss Bobby Gentry.
3: She had a complete innate sense of style. She was elegant, she moved well, and she only wore pants but boy could she wear the pants she drove all of it herself bobby gentry knew how to market herself i was born on a farm in
1: chickasaw county mississippi and we had no electricity or no plumbing and i can even remember going to church on sunday in a mule-drawn wagon
3: as she put it uh, a girl that just walked right out of the swamp fog and onto your television set
1: Immediately after Ode to Billy Joe's impact, Gentry hits the studio, hoping to recapture her monumental success. But the sequel doesn't happen.
2: She had one more top 10 song, which was a song with Glenn Campbell. And she wrote another song called Fancy that would become really famous later, but wasn't a hit when
1: she put it out. So she never really has another hit. Seemingly burnt out from recording and chasing another Ode to Billy Joe, Bobby Gentry heads to Sin City.
3: Bobby performed in Vegas almost a decade. She produced shows in Vegas that were considered the most over the top shows they had ever seen. She was the biggest thing on the Vegas Strip. But
1: like her recording career before, the Vegas run doesn't last, and accusations crop up that there's something more to the innocent girl from Mississippi. A failed marriage to casino mogul, Bill Hara, and even a rumor of an affair with Elvis. She ends her Vegas career in 81. And then in 1982, the legend of Bobby Gentry adds a new twist. She showed up at the ACM Awards in
2: 1982. The single record of the year is... She's 40 years old but she hasn't had a hit in years. That's it, no one has seen Bobby Gentry in public
1: since the 1982 ACM Awards. Coming up, Bobby Gentry has been missing since 1982. Will we ever find out what's happened to her? Do you know where Bobby
3: Gentry is? Uh, Yeah, I do know where Bobby Gentry is.
1: In 1967, Bobby Gentry releases Ode to Billy Joe, a country folk song whose legend about the Tallahatchie Bridge is steeped in mystery. In 1976, the song is adapted into a motion picture, adding another layer to her legend. But after 15 years in the spotlight, Gentry disappears and becomes a mystery herself. For the last 40 years, no one has seen Bobby Gentry. The biggest mystery of Bobby Gentry, very similar to what Ode to Billy Joe was all about, was the mystery of her disappearance. What happened to Bobby Gentry?
2: To completely disappear takes dedication on a lot of people's part. There's nobody from her family telling where she is. There's nobody from her publishing telling where she is. I've heard rumors that she lives in Memphis. I've heard rumors that she lives in L.A. I heard rumors that she lives in a house in the desert. No one seems
1: to know where
2: she is or what
1: happened to her. Although Bobby Gentry has disappeared from the public eye, her influence continues to resonate. In
2: 1990, Reba records Bobby Gentry's song called Fancy. It becomes her signature song.
3: (laughs) You can see so many artists who have absorbed her influence. Adele, Casey Musgraves, Taylor Swift, who wrote a song, The Lucky One. It's rumored that that song is about Bobby Gentry, who actually was lucky in so many ways.
1: Gentry is now in her 80s, but will we ever find her?
4: Do you know where Bobby Gentry is?
3: Uh, Yeah, I do know where Bobby Gentry is. I'm not telling anybody. She sought freedom through her whole life and career, and she has found freedom in privacy, and she's well within her rights to leave us with all of the gifts that she did and live her life exactly the way that she chooses. And while it would be wonderful to think that she might talk or perform, Bobby Gentry does not want to be found.
1: It's 2017, and social media is buzzing about a new music festival, Fire. It promises to be a luxury concert experience with supermodels, beaches, and the biggest names in pop music. Fire Festival was
4: going to have artists like Blink 182, Diplo, and Major Laser just showing up and performing.
1: Who's throwing the festival? Rap mogul Ja Rule and his new business partner, Billy McFarlane. But behind the scenes, Fire Festival is anything but prestigious.
0: Fire Festival turned out to be magical for a different reason. Oh,
2: Jesus! <laughs> Maybe we all get to burn it down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we just burned all of our money.
0: Fire Festival was a disaster on a global proportion. First, it. You're stranded. It, waiting on flights to get here. They're all... No! It was a massive scam. And the face of the scam is Ja Rule. But is
1: Ja Rule really to blame? Long before Fire Festival, Ja Rule is one of hip hop's undisputed kings. Ja Rule was part of Murder, Inc. Records, which in the early 2000s was really one of the most successful hit-making places in music. But the good times don't last. In 2011, Ja serves time for criminal possession of a weapon and tax evasion, stalling his music career. After two years in jail, Ja hopes to go legit as a businessman. That goal leads Ja to a fateful encounter in 2015.
4: I've loved Ja Rule since I was a kid. I think more importantly, the girl who I liked at the time loved Ja Rule even more than me.
1: Billy McFarlane convinces Jaw to invest in his luxury credit card company and a talent booking app called Fire Media. Unknown to Jaw at the time, Billy's companies are a house of cards. Billy McFarlane, he's a smooth talker. I don't know
4: if Ja Rule fully understood who it was that he was talking to.
1: To celebrate the launch, Billy promises Ja that they are going to host a music festival the likes of which have never been seen. The Fire
4: Festival was this beautiful people getaway where you were gonna go and you were gonna have these elaborate sort of tents that had all of the plush, you know, goings on of a hotel, but on an island, on the beach, and there was gonna be a festival and it was gonna be beautiful. To be a part of something new, fresh, exciting, that's one of the things that drew Ja Rule to this festival. He was swept away by a smooth-talking salesman.
1: Encouraged by Billy's lofty promises, Ja Rule takes to social media to help sell fire. I remember the hype.
4: I was feeling that same FOMO that the rest of the world was.
0: I wanted to see Major Lazer. I wanted to see Blink-182. I wanted to see Disclosure on an island in the Caribbean. I was all about that.
1: Thousands of tickets are sold, with VIP packages going for $12,000 a piece. But underneath the glitz, the scam is already underway. Coming up, Fire Festival is a colossal and criminal failure. But is Ja Rule an accomplice or another victim? Ja Rule made the
4: biggest mistake of his career: being a part of Fire Festival.
1: And later. Is there something sinister about one of the 80's biggest superstars? Phil Collins does come across as this nice guy, but
4: his music definitely has a dark tone to it.
1: For the past several months, Ja Rule and his dubious business partner, Billy McFarland, have been promising a festival like none other. And they delivered the fire festival.
4: It turned out to be a hoax. It wasn't really a private island. There was no bathrooms for half of the place. There was no accommodations that they'd been promised. People
1: are carrying
4: mattresses. There was hardly any food. All of the acts that were booked, they backed out. Craziness going on everywhere. Nobody knows what to do.
0: People couldn't get off the island. They were stuck there.
2: Mom, Dad, if I don't make it home, I love you guys.
0: It was a big, giant scam.
1: In the aftermath, angry ticket holders file a $100 million class action lawsuit against Billy McFarland and also Ja Rule. It reveals that McFarland not only lies about the festival, but also defrauds investors of millions. In 2018, he is convicted and sentenced to six years in prison. But what about Ja Rule?
0: How Ja Rule got away scot-free from the whole fire festival is a question that everyone is asking themselves. When everything hit the fan, none of it hit him.
1: While his involvement seems obvious, the courts find no evidence Ja Rule participated in any fraud. In the law's eyes, Ja Rule is another one of Billy McFarland's victims. The scammer or the grifter is in jail, Ja Rule isn't.
4: If you want to charge Ja Rule with lying to the public, defrauding people, you should do the same to the social media influencers, models, reality TV stars, all of the headliners. They all were signed on, they all were selling tickets and yet it ended up being a bust. So are they responsible as well?
1: But does the Fire Festival ultimately ruin Ja's career?
0: I would say no. You could actually argue, just in terms of like profile, it helped. It got people talking about Ja Rule again.
1: Ja Rule is now reinventing himself again, selling NFTs, including a $100,000 fire poster.
4: Ja Rule made the biggest mistake of his career being a part of Fire Festival. But it definitely isn't the end of Ja Rule.
1: Phil Collins. On the surface, he appears to be the picture of Innocence. He does come across as this nice guy, but his music definitely has a dark tone to it. His signature hit becomes an anthem for some of Hollywood's darkest moments. Phil Collins and gruesome murder. Those two thoughts can't exist in your head at the same time, but yet they do. But is there something more to Phil and his music? Phil Collins begins his career as the backbeat to Peter Gabriel and Genesis. In 1981, he releases his first solo album featuring In the Air Tonight. The smash hit taps into a unique sound, but is it something that simply happens in the studio, or is it deliberate? Phil was hitting the
2: toms. He was going around the rack. They noticed that the reverb was on the drums, but the gate on the console, was grabbing it after a matter of a few milliseconds. So you'd have boom, quiet, boom, quiet. And somebody said, wait a minute, this is fantastic. And that went on to characterize the big drum sound of the 80s.
1: Hollywood latches on to that sound almost immediately, and the drum beat becomes an anthem for one of the most iconic shows of the decade.
2: It was almost as if he wrote that song for
1: the screen. But does he? But what about the lyrics? Do they reveal something else? Something authentic, something internal? I was going through uh,
0: an, an, an unpleasant divorce. I guess I was very angry, I was very bitter, I was very upset. And I think you can probably tell that from the song.
1: Regardless of his intention, Phil Collins has now become a go-to source for filmmakers looking for that killer soundtrack. And in 2000, his music becomes the anthem for a lunatic. The turning point is, is, definitely American Psycho. Coming up, a close look at Phil Collins' music in the black comedy horror film, American Psycho. Do you like Phil Collins? By 2000, filmmakers have discovered a moody vibe in Phil Collins' music, most notably with his smash hit, In the Air Tonight. Almost 300 of Phil Collins' songs have been used in movies and in TV shows. He's one of the most influential musicians out there. But director Mary Herron takes Phil's music in a more sinister direction in her film, American Psycho. This is the studio. Great, great song. Personal favorite.
4: I can't think of anything creepier than murdering somebody whilst listening to Susu Studio. When you play happy, peppy music over crazy stuff, you know, violent sex and murder and all that, it's weird.
1: So, what is it that makes Phil Collins' music perfect for horror? A lot of directors
2: came across Phil Collins' tom sounds and realized how well those big, reverb-gated drum sounds, how they really set
1: the emotional tone for that scene. But is there anything actually sinister in the artist himself? I don't think there's anything dark or mysterious about Phil Collins. The musicianship
2: itself is what made those songs so addictive. And movies and TV
1: use Phil Collins because he's a great songwriter. A legend who walks away from fame and remains a mystery 40 years later. A music festival debacle and its impact on a rap star. And the dark combo of music and film. They're all part of music's greatest mysteries.
0: Thank you for joining us for Music's Greatest Mysteries, where we investigate the legendary mysteries surrounding the biggest names in music. Now remember, if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, go ahead and leave us a review, and don't keep the show a secret. Tell a friend.